You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and joining me now is Megan Cooper from the University of South Australia to discuss her article published in the Pacific Journal of Reproductive Health on the topic of midwives as researchers. Welcome, Megan. Thank you very much. The title of the article is Be the Change You Wish to See Midwives as Researchers. Why is this an important idea for midwives and, and the profession more broadly? I believe that midwives are in a unique position, um, not only because they're at the forefront of care, but also because they work quite closely within the multidisciplinary team um, and ultimately are the mediator between that team and the woman. As a result, they have great insight into not only the woman's wants and needs, but the processes by which care is provided. And in this, they are able to recognise the practice and sociopolitical gaps that need to be addressed. This um, ultimately means they have a multi-perspective understanding of care, um, and this is vital when we consider the, the, the approach and the need to make change. Um, midwives are ultimately creative and they're dynamic and above all else skilled and competent professionals um, and have a great understanding of what midwifery as a profession needs to move forward. Um, and therefore it makes sense that midwives are involved in research to enable change and care provision tailored to women's unique needs. I think in my experience, midwives are often in a rock between a rock and a hard place, ultimately because in one sense they are obliged to fulfil a woman-centred care or family-centred care framework, but often this is not within um, not written into policies and guidelines. And these guidelines don't often acknowledge women's self-determination or and autonomy. And so this certainly provides motivation um, to drive investigation into the ways that we can both ensure autonomy of the woman and accountability of the midwives um, to ensure that we we make change and move forward. You said that given midwifery research is in its infancy, there is a paucity in, in a range of areas. What are some of the areas where more attention is needed? In my view, I think that Specifically, a greater focus and attention needs to be placed on the understanding and um, also acknowledging the perceptions, views and experiences of not only the women that we care for, um, but those that are caring for women. Um, Where it is that we are moving towards and striving for a woman-centred framework, uh, we firstly need to understand um, how women experience the care that we're providing and also those who are providing the care, how they're experiencing um, you know, facilitating it. Um, in this way, I believe that the qualitative research is, is a significant aspect of the research we need to focus on because that will provide the, the rich data that we need and the insight that we don't, in some areas, currently have. Another area that relates quite pro- closely to this and that I believe needs greater focus is implementation and evaluation research. And by this I mean when we introduce evidence-based practice, which we're now striving towards, um, we actually evaluate um, the outcomes of this and whether it's actually proving to be of benefit to women and babies that we're caring for. And not only that, but it's both time and cost efficient and effective for the care providers given that they're quite, uh, their work's quite hard these days. Um, this is in addition to a greater array of other focuses. I think that, you know, we have research quite well, but I think still need a lot more investigation, and that includes continuity and community-focused models. 
um, particularly here in Australia, um, supporting and caring for vulnerable groups, um, perinatal mental health, which we know impacts significantly on the outcomes for women and babies in both long, in the long and short term. Um, but I could be here all day listing off of, but they're just some of the things that I think are really important at this point in time. What has some of your research involved? Um, my current research is focused on water immersion for labour and birth. Um, this continues to be quite a contentious topic or focus, and I think that's probably what drew me to it. Um, I primarily looked at policies and guidelines underpinning the practice, um, what they were informed by and who was informing them to understand to what extent the practice was actually facilitated and provided as an option to women. This has brought about some interesting findings and um, and recommendations, which I'm hoping to disseminate in the coming months. Um, I'm also currently involved in a project evaluating clinical facilitation of midwifery students on clinical placements. Um, this is another huge area of interest to me, given that I'm passionate about supporting the next generation of midwives. Um, and a previous project I was involved in investigated what women knew about induction of labour. I'm very interested in... Um, what women feel about the care that we're providing. And so this basically evaluated a brochure and found that women's knowledge of this procedure was improved with its implementation. And this brochure was approved by SA Health and is now used in some of the venues and continues to be used with good effect. Why did you decide to start engaging with research? Um, I ultimately see myself as a change agent and even as a young child, it was always my goal to see myself um, making change in a positive way or influencing, making a difference. Um, and I guess this is what led me down the research path. As a clinician, I definitely found that I could make a difference to individual women, but I wanted there was always that drive within me to make a bigger difference. And I wanted to do this but still have the ability to work close with women and families. And this is ultimately what led me to research. I also like learning and attaining new skills and knowledge. Um, and research has certainly allowed me to do this. Um, research also opened up many avenues which I didn't initially think that they would. But as a result of that, I've been able to teach um, and work really closely with students, which has also allowed me to make that change that I really wanted to make. So I think that's mostly why I went down the research path. I felt like I needed to make a difference and research provided me with that opportunity. What would you say to someone who is reluctant to explore this, this area of the profession? I think research often scares people. Um, it is an intimidating term and I know this was definitely the case for me when I first started I often correlated research with public speaking and conferences and standing up in front of people, and that was one of my greatest fears. Um, when I'm talking to students and other people about research, when they learn that I'm a researcher, I like to talk about the fact that it's actually we're actually making decisions all the time. So I come from a decision-making point of view. Um, we're always making decisions and ultimately we're always wanting to make the right decision. And in order to do so, we have to have the knowledge and the insight through experience, trial and error and experimentation. And when you consider that we're doing this every single day of our lives, um, the concept of gathering knowledge is not quite so daunting. I also like to highlight that research is often associated with statistics, um, number crunching and a large amount of writing. But in actual fact, there's so many other options of research that 
you can take or um, avenues that you can take that don't involve these things. And I think qualitative is one aspect that's becoming more of a focus um, and that provides rich data about experiences and perceptions. I think ultimately as healthcare professionals, um, it's important that we engage in research because we want the best outcomes for our clients. And I think if we always look back to that, I think that's, uh, you know, that's another driving force. I think people often think big when they think of research, but in actual fact, research doesn't have to be big. Small projects and audits within individual institutions are an excellent opportunity for making positive change. Um, and it might be as simple as a satisfaction survey of women or a literature review on a particular topic. Um, I also would like to say that research is actually fun and exciting, even though many people don't like to see it in that light. It's actually really exciting to sit down to your own data that you've collected and think about the potential difference it can make. And I think don't be afraid. You know, you might actually surprise yourself when you get involved in research that you might actually like it. What advice do you have for someone looking to take those early steps? In short, brainstorm ideas. Consider your aspirations and find the people you need to make it happen. Um, First of all, having a starting point or idea about what you want to investigate or research is really helpful. Um, When you're passionate or interested in a particular focus, you're always more engaged. Um, Then consider, are you looking to make a a change or implement something at a a small level or are you wanting to make a change at at a larger scale level? Um, This aspiration helps direct you in terms of your target audience, the type of research you want to involve yourself in, whether it be qualitative or quantitative or a mixed method approach, and ultimately what you're striving for as your long-term goal. And goals, both short and long-term, help guide you. Um, The next step would be to find the people who are experienced and knowledgeable on your focus. Um, Universities are a great place to start, but even within your own individual institution, you can find people who have a similar um, focus, similar interest, and you can work together as a team. Um, Networking is extremely important because it not only provides you with support, but helps in all stages of the research process when you do actually get to that point. Don't be afraid to contact universities. So there's many, many programs and you can compare the programs and most will offer a um, sort of an early stage process where you, uh, or course where you can learn the foundational knowledge and skills to undertake research and then generally in the form of honours or master's degrees. Um, the next it would be consider funding opportunities. I know a lot of people are worried about how they can fund um, a course or a program. Um, So scholarships and grants are generally available and they can be really helpful in the financial sense. Um, I think two of the most important things is surround yourself with positivity and people who support you and have common goals and above all else, believe in the ability to make a difference. You mentioned that even for those who won't move into research, some of the skills will still be necessary in their career. What aspects of research will continue to pervade the midwifery profession and how can professionals fine-tune these skills if they're interested in doing so? Absolutely. Research in the sense of undertaking a large randomised control trial or writing a thesis is not for everyone, absolutely. Um, However, as health professionals, we are required to provide quality care um, that's both safe and effective, and we must know how to access and interpret evidence to align with best practice. 
um, evidence-based practices goal and in order to ensure that we'll, that there is a consistency in care provision, research will continue to inform what we do and don't do. And for this reason, it's the obligation of care providers to ensure that they align with best practice. And this means engaging in ways that allow them to stay current and up-to-date with changing new knowledge. For midwifery students, and I draw on this because I'm working with them quite consistently, they will learn how to access, analyse and disseminate research by accessing databases, um, writing literature reviews and writing their assignments. But for others, it's not always so easy. But excellent opportunities arise when we have um, conferences to gain new knowledge and research and hear from researchers that are, are current in research when they're disseminating and providing findings from their research. Um, the other opportunities are for midwives to also engage in in-hospital training. Many hospitals and most hospitals will provide um, in-service um, educational provision to um, increase uh, midwives' knowledge and understanding of research that's happening. Uh, midwives can also join the Australian College of Midwives or colleges in their country who offer both opportunities to be involved in current research, so that would be as a participant or either in recruitment of um, potential participants um, in their venues. Um, also in short courses, so they may be able to um, run, they may provide programs on how to undertake literature searches and also write literature reviews. Um, and I think one of the biggest ones is self-directed learning. We can often get caught up in just our general day-to-day -day practice and just doing what we've always done. But self-directed learning is a really good opportunity for midwives to further their knowledge. And in this, they can then disseminate and provide new knowledge to the people that they're working with. And that way, the research process is, is um, happening within their um, place of practice. Um, a good way of doing this is to print out articles and have a research notice board so people have good access to the, the current research that's out there. And I guess last but not least, if you, if you want to do it, become a researcher and start making change. Thank you for your time, Megan. Not a problem at all. Thank you for the opportunity.